Ion 2020, episode 51. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, it's Ray and your host of Ion 2020, the place that you come to on a daily basis for all the news and events leading up to this 2020 debacle, I mean election, that's going to be coming up. We got uh, our boy Donald Trump running against whoever the Democrat is, as well as all of the other uh, third party candidates as well. I have personally said that I don't think these third party candidates are going to be making that much of a splash this go around just because the uh, Democrats are really lined up against Donald Trump, who they feel is uh, destroying the country, just like the Republicans were lining up back in 2012 against uh, Barack Obama, who they thought was destroying the country and an illegal president and all that stuff, right? So these parties are always fighting with each other and all that. And at least one thing it does for us is gives us good news to talk about good uh, things and fun things to talk about during that time as well, especially when it was, uh, you know, Republicans and Democrats had multiple people running back in 2016. That was really fun. And I've always said this, if uh, anything, if 2020 is anything like 2016, we are in for a treat. And uh, at least on, uh, at the minimum with Donald Trump, you know, being the showman that he is, it should be fun to watch him just beat up on these Democrats. And it'd also be fun for the Democrats to be beaten up on him. Because uh, there, there are some people out there that might be willing to throw punches like Elizabeth Warren or uh, she seems like she's a she's the person that's kind of leading the ideas of the pack with all of her, you know, breaking up the banks, breaking up the uh, tech companies and, you know, having the millionaires tax and all that. Like she's throwing out some some ideas that people are starting to pick up on. And a lot of these candidates, you know, if she's defining the message in some way, then these other candidates have to follow it. And. You know, she might be one that takes some, you know, puts some gloves on or takes the gloves off, I guess, and starts attacking Donald Trump as well. Who knows? Uh, there are other candidates that might be able to do that as well. Um, you know, but the controversy is going to be there when Donald Trump shoots out a tweet against any of these candidates as well. And that's, I mean, it's, like I said, fun to watch. If it's anything like 2016, the way that he went after Hillary, uh, it'll be fun to watch what he does as well. And I, being a libertarian, you know, this is Ion 2020, the place for news and events with, re- with regards to the 2020 election. And I come from a, at it from a libertarian perspective. So, you know, I'm kind of a neutral, neutral player in this. I don't, you know, favor Donald Trump. I don't favor any of the Democratic candidates. I don't even favor libertarian candidates, to be honest with you, just because a lot of times they seem like they're flawed as well and just looking for power. And I have a distrust for government. And I have a distrust for personal you know, or people that are looking to have power over anybody else. And a lot of times that's what presidential candidates are just trying to do. They're trying to use the strong arm, strong arm of the federal government to confiscate wealth and confiscate freedom from other people in some way 
in a roundabout way so that you don't even notice it actually and that's what they do right so i mean for me my biggest thing is this you know i'm putting putting out this episode these episodes monday through friday every single day of the week just so i can give you guys all the information that you need and uh i take a critical look at all these people i take a critical look at donald trump for what he does i'll take a look at anyone that decides to run against him uh, I'll take a critical look at all these Democratic candidates, but if they have good good views, if there's something that I agree with, I'll give them props on those things too. I'm I you know equal opportunity offender and equal opportunity lover. You know uh, that's just the way I am. Uh, so you know just want to let y'all know. But hey, listen, I appreciate all of my listeners. I really do. I appreciate you listening to my show on a daily basis. Those that come back every day appreciate you coming back and those that are first time listeners i appreciate you tuning your ears in today while you have a second go ahead and do this though subscribe to the show if you like what you hear or if you don't like what you hear subscribe to the show anyway maybe i'll just give you a little counter you know counterbalance to the to the uh the things that you're currently listening to if you like to listen to liberal or conservative radio or you like to listen to libertarian radio podcasts and things like that you know subscribe and you can hear me tomorrow and if you want so you can go back and listen to all the other 50 episodes that i've done in the past putting out a show monday through friday for you five days a week and uh i'm looking forward to the next you know 20 months or so while we're gonna while these candidates are be running it's gonna be fun and I will continue to do what I'm doing. Uh, give me a five-star rating and review as well. That's what, something that I hope that you will do. And go ahead and, you know, do that. And it will make me happy. Puts a smile on my face. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that. That is at IonTheEmpire. At IonTheEmpire. And that's on Twitter. And guess what? I went ahead and did it. I did. I went out and bought the domain name www.ionthempire.com I did, yep you know it, so if you want to go ahead and listen, or if you want to go ahead and uh, type that into your computer one day and uh, make that your homepage go ahead and do it, I'm going to try to post news, I'll be posting this uh, this podcast on a daily basis when I put it out, I'm not a web tech savvy kind of guy or anything like that Back in the, you know, way back when I had a couple different businesses and so forth in the past, and I designed the websites for those, and they always came out looking like junk. And that's not me. I'm not a, and I'm not a web designer by any means. I just used WordPress at Bluehost.com, and I used the uh, Tom. I went to TomWoods.com, and you know, went through his Bluehost links. So. Uh, I'd get some, get you know him some credit for that, and he has some little bonuses that go along with that as well. Uh, but I went through Bluehost and got myself my own little website. That's iontheempire.com. I went ahead and uh, used WordPress to go ahead and design something up really fast. I'm just gonna post some news articles and things like that. Eventually, it'll just develop into something more. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I want to do advertisements on this thing or anything on the podcast lab i don't know if i want to do advertisements i don't know if i want to do advertisements on my web page haven't decided how i'm gonna how i'd ever monetize this thing but i you know what i'm just doing it for fun right now and i am having a lot of fun looking at all the news and everything so 
we'll see how this goes. This is a work in progress, guys. But um, I, all I know is I appreciate anyone that's listening to this show. And for now, you can do it without any type of advertisement from me. Except for I'm going to advertise my webpage, www.ionthempire.com. This, this show is brought to you by that, ionthempire.com. So anyway, go in and jumping into some of these news articles that I found today, I'll probably go over a couple of them for you. Uh, four reasons Elizabeth Warren is wrong about breaking up Amazon. That is from March 11th, 2019, and it's on Forbes.com. It says, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren wants to break up Amazon. That's kind of been the news of the week, right, guys? Um, she wants to break up Amazon. She wants to break up all of these different monopoly companies, you know, Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, Google, because they just have too much control over your uh, web presence and all that, right? Whatever. Um, she says, she, it says, but I believe she is wrong about the purpose of antitrust and the notion that Amazon has monopoly profits. I have contacted Amazon to request comment and will update this post if I receive a response. Warren thinks that Amazon's success means it should be broken up. In her March 8th Medium post, Warren argued that nearly half of all e-commerce goes through Amazon. Amazon and others have used their resources and control over the way we use the internet to squash small business and innovation and to substitute their own financial interests for the broader interests of the American people. It is true. I mean, they, they obviously they have their own interests in mind. They want to, they're a business. They want to be as profitable as possible. Um, so anyway, she says her remedy is for this alleged harm is to break up what she calls platform utilities, companies with an annual global revenue of $25 billion or more, and that offer the public an online marketplace and an exchange or a platform for connecting third parties. So her idea is that if there's a platform being used like Amazon that's connecting third parties like you or me who want to have an online Amazon business, right, and you want to start selling to people all over the world that she should have be able to regulate that that mediator the the website that is in between you and your um your customers right so amazon right now if you look on there there's millions upon millions of people that have amazon stores that are then um selling through amazon and it's going i mean they might even use amazon services like their um their distribution centers and so forth so they could store all their products there. I mean, there's people that make tons of money doing this. And then she says, well, it's unfair that Amazon knows what's going on, knows what the best-selling items are, so then they could produce their own products and then compete against you. But that is no different than the grocery store, to be honest with you. If you really think about it, a grocery store knows what the best-selling items are in their grocery stores all across the country, right? So they're going to go out and produce canned green beans under their own brand name i mean amazon does it so does every other company do it just amazon's able to do it on a much larger level because they're selling so much stuff i mean you could buy anything on amazon you could probably buy a dog on amazon so let's be honest i mean they have the ability to to do that and it's their platform um should the government be regulating it uh i don't think so from a libertarian perspective the government should stay out of it now Amazon might be bigger than it should be just because of favors that the government has and stuff like that. Well, you know, take away those favors. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm for taking away any type of uh, crony capitalist things that Amazon might be doing, but I'm not for the government coming and regulating it. I don't think that that's something that's necessary. So 
this gentleman that wrote this article, he says, number one, Amazon does not earn monopoly profits. If Amazon is such a monopolist, where are the huge profits? Amazon's five-year average net profits margin is a mere 1.3%, according to Morningstar. Why isn't Warren arguing that retail rival Walmart with its five-year average net margin of 2.73 or auction rival eBay, which has a 21.4% net margin, be broken up? Why is she exempting cloud services rival Microsoft and so you know, and so forth? And that's true. Um, if they're only getting a 1.3% margin, that is insane. That's that's tiny. So they are barely barely making any money at that point. If that's the case, obviously they're selling a trillion or you know, a hundred billion dollars or a trillion dollars worth of stuff. Then one point three percent of that is a lot of money. But you know, you can easily invest your money way better elsewhere. So, and I've heard that net, Amazon sometimes it doesn't even make a profit, but. Uh, who knows? So then it says also. So, but obviously it's not. It's if they're only making one point three percent, then they're not taking the monopolist approach, which is when you say monopoly, you think, oh yeah, they're gonna um, they're gonna just start raising prices like crazy because they're a monopoly, and that's not true. Um, a monopolist has to give you really really low prices if they're the only person in the in the entire country that can provide a service. They have to give you really low prices, or else somebody else is gonna come in and undercut them. So, uh, the whole idea that the, that the standard oil was, you know, had a monopoly on prices is actually, it's, it's a myth that they just started raising prices like crazy. They brought prices of oil down from like, you know, a hundred, two hundred $200 a barrel way down to like, you know, $10 a barrel at one point and was, were able to, uh, bring consumers so much oil at such a low price that the automobile automobile became a relevant item on the market and gasoline engines overtook the electric engine way back then because of that because gas was so cheap uh, fuel was so cheap for these products and that was under standard oil and then the government came in and broke them up as a monopoly um, and then they said that it was because they were raising prices but that wasn't actually the case. All right, so number two, Amazon cuts prices in its e-commerce business below competitors. And when it comes to pricing, Amazon often offers items at a lower price than rivals do. That's true, okay. And it, but, I mean, you're, they're giving you what you want, right? I mean, and it's only 1.7 or 1.3% markup. So, hey, whatever. Uh, Amazon's lower. Amazon's lowered some grocery prices and raised other prices due to inflation. When it comes to groceries, Amazon cut prices on some items after it acquired Whole Foods. I mean, Whole Foods used to be called Whole Paycheck, and now people are saying that it's a lot cheaper. So how can you complain about this, man? I just don't know. I mean, it's the way that the market's going is that this grandiose large company can ship you stuff so much cheaper than if, you know, Walmart or any of these other competitors out there, they have to ship things via truck, semi-truck to the retail location, and you have to drive there and get it. I mean, to me, it, it makes way more sense uh, to just buy it from Amazon. I mean, I use Amazon constantly, guys. I'm sure you do, too. I mean, that's just that's just the way people are. They're going to go for the cheapest item, and they're going to go for the most convenient way to buy it. Now, you hardly ever shop and compare prices from Amazon to Walmart.com to any of these other companies. Usually, if you're just on Amazon, you're just like, one click, hit that one click button, and then it's to your house two days later. You don't even think to yourself, hey, should I buy this thing cheaper somewhere else? 
Because um, if you do go to walmart.com versus amazon.com, a lot of times you'll find it cheaper on walmart.com, but it's not as convenient as amazon.com. Um, all right, so his, his fourth reason why it shouldn't be broken up. Amazon Web Services is Amazon's most profitable business, but it cuts prices aggressively. On part, one part of Amazon's business, AWS, contributes most contributes most of its profits. According to ZDNet, AWS nudged out Amazon's North American e-commerce unit to deliver the most operating income for 2018. AWS had operating income of 7.3 billion in 2018 to Amazon North America's 7.27 billion, so it's very profitable, uh, with a margin of 28%, while Amazon's North America is a whopping measly 5%. So, Amazon Web Services, I think, I'm not exactly sure what that is, you might want to look that up. Um, but I think it's just like the the different uh, companies, or it was one of the companies that they have. So, anyway... <sighs> This guy doesn't give two... He gives a few good reasons, but the main reason is the government should stay the stay the heck out of business. Stay the heck out of everybody's life and just leave these companies alone to bring you, pro, bring you low prices. And if Amazon's not going to do it, then Walmart is big enough to take on Amazon for lower prices if they needed to and to make their product more convenient so that you'll use Walmart over Amazon. The fact of the matter is, is that companies come and go... The best company of the day 10 years ago was Walmart, and people were outraged about how Walmart's putting little small companies out of business in the local neighborhoods and everything else, and now Amazon's come in and outdone Walmart, and now the focus is on Amazon being, you know, having too low of prices and they're putting people out of business and everything else, and they're, you know, crap, they put Kmart out of business, Um, they're putting a lot of these merchandisers out of business, which that's because they can't compete and in the end it helps the consumer to have lower prices on everything that they have it's saving you know gas from people having to drive to the store and buy the products and things of that nature so i don't think that there's a negative to it elizabeth warren obviously she just has has to be concerned she has to bring these things up in order to pander to the voters who think that there's something wrong with this thing. I mean, I've heard people say before, oh, I'll pay higher prices because, you know, that's okay. At least it's, you know, being done in America and da-da-da. But that's not really true. People do not make decisions based upon made in the USA so they can help out Americans. They don't want to pay higher prices so that they can have, just because when they go to that store, that person has a higher minimum wage or whatever. People are making decisions based upon the price of an item and then... Because, for example, if my grocery bill is $200 and I can cut it down to $100 a week, then I'm going to have an extra $100 a week to go spend on other items, right? That's going to get into the economy. That $100 is going to go somewhere or it's going to be saved. One of the two. But that's a, that's $100 that's not going to go to my grocer, but it's going to go somewhere else or be saved. And that's good for the economy. It's good for me. It's good for the economy. And it's good for the people around me. Because if I could spend... If I could save an extra $400 a month on groceries, that is a hotel stay and a snowboard trip for my family. So, or for another family, it's a, you know, it could be an extra car. Or for another family, it could be any number of things, right? It could be saved for college. Whatever that $400 is going to go towards, at least it didn't go towards putting food on the table, right? And that's a good thing for the economy, guys. That is... 
Um, so let me find, let me go through and find a few more articles for you as well, because I think that there's a lot of good things going on right now. Elizabeth Warren, she just did make a splash with some of these comments, and I think I said this earlier. I think she's a thought leader in this because I've even heard Tulsi Gabbard um, and a few other of the candidates say, "Oh yeah, I agree with Elizabeth Warren on this. I agree with Elizabeth Warren on that." So. As long as she's the one that's putting out new ideas and everyone else is just following behind, I think that's going to be good for her candidacy. I really do, because that's going to make people think, oh yeah, that was Elizabeth Warren's idea, and you're just stealing it from her. And more news about Beto O'Rourke. He is making his first trip over to Iowa this week, and that says something about his campaign, doesn't it? Uh, I heard the other day that it was hurting him in Iowa, that he has not made a decision to run yet. Uh, he hasn't formed an exploratory committee or anything. But Beto O'Rourke, it says uh, he is ready to go to Iowa. That's what one of the articles I found says, and that he is ready, almost ready to push the button on his presidential campaign. And that is coming from sources uh, that are close to him. And the only thing I know about the guy is I think he is a... Uh, like a rock star of some sort, but he also ran in Texas for the Texas Senate and lost. Uh, but Texas is a hard place for Democrats to win. Let's be honest, right? Let I mean, Texas is it's a it's securely in the Republicans' hands. Uh, they have Republican governors. They have Ted Cruz, who is a Republican, as their senator. And I I mean, they're they're a stronghold for Republicans. And that's just, you know, it's always, it's, I think it's been that way since like the 80s. And they, they, they flipped around the 80s from Democrat to Republican. But anyway, former U.S., this is what the article that I'm reading says, former U.S. Rep- Rep- Representative Beto O'Rourke has, is ready to push the button to launch his presidential campaign with the announcement expected to f- first come on social media, a source familiar with his plans told CNN. Aware that the 2020 Democratic primary is quickly taking shape, O'Rourke is set to announce his candidacy this week. Rather than launching an exploratory committee, O'Rourke is in his hometown, El Paso, Texas, this week ahead of his first trip to Iowa on Saturday. On Monday, in a short video recorded outside his house, he wore a University of Northern Iowa cap as he urged students at the school to vote in the Democratic candidate, vote in the Democratic candidate in the state Senate special election. A photographer was seen leaving O'Rourke's house Tuesday morning, and a close team of aides who worked on his 2008 Senate had gathered in town. So it looks like this guy's going to announce this weekend. Probably on Friday he'll announce uh, via you know Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and then he'll head to Iowa to start knocking on some doors and start you know going to the fairs and everything else that's going on. Spring fairs are like a big thing in the Midwest, and that's where all these candidates go to start shaking hands and so forth. Get the excitement going, right? That's what they're trying to do. So he'll probably do that uh, pretty soon. He failed to run against uh, Republican Ted Cruz back in 2018. That's what it said. Uh, that's what the article says as well. So most likely he will be running. I don't know too much about him. I think he's a rock star is what I've heard, right? Um, that he was in some band. I'd like to figure out who that band is. Yeah, here it is. He formed a band called Foss in the 90s. That was a punk rock band. And 
Let's see, Foss was an American rock band formed in El Paso, Texas in the early 90s. While the band was short-lived and obscure in its own time, it garnered renewed attention when one of its former members, Beto O'Rourke, campaigned in 2018 U.S. Senate election in Texas as a Democratic candidate against incumbent Republican Ted Cruz. Okay, so he wasn't even like a big famous rock singer, punk rock band or anything like that. They were just a hardcore band in the 90s uh, out of Texas. I would love to see if they toured around. I mean, I used to love some some of the uh, early 90s punk rock. I love some of the, uh, the, obviously, the grunge era and so forth. Uh, punk rock took off a little bit back in those days because of uh, Green Day and, you know, some of these other bands that came out around that time as well. Uh, Rancid was one of those as well. I think Green Day, Rancid, uh, a few other bands kind of came out right around the same time of that back in those days. And so punk rock took off a little bit, but the grunge era was more more popular in those days. Uh, they were a three-man band, but that's that's the only thing. That, so, and then he ended up running as a congressman, uh, and you know, was a congressman from Texas for several years, and then he ended up running against Ted Cruz and lost. So uh, he must be really popular. I think he must be real popular in the democratic circles because he came so close to beating Ted Cruz. Right. And it put him right front stage. Um, I've said this in the past and I don't know if he's going to be, you know, a major contender, but if he could raise some money, I mean, who knows? He might have a very charismatic personality. I'd probably need to watch some of his speeches just to see the type of person that he is. If he can garner uh, a lot of attention, supposedly he was pulling pretty high in Iowa among young people, I mean, being a musician, being a rock star, or, you know, a rock musician, maybe, you know, his his shows are going to be really good, he's going to be able to get a lot of buzz going, uh, I don't see too much about the guy on his ideas, I've heard that he uh, has some socialist ideas and so forth, but I, I don't really see too much about the guy, uh, and what his voting record is, and everything, but I'm sure it's out there, and that's something I just need to do some research on, and that'll be an entirely new episode. I'll make sure that I do one on Beto O'Rourke in the near future, okay? So, hey, guys, thanks for joining me on the Ion 2020 podcast. I appreciate you coming out and listening. Go ahead and subscribe to the show and give me a five-star rating or review if you can, and then come on back tomorrow to keep your vision 2020 on this 2020 election.